Hello, beautiful people. You are listening to the Communal Table Podcast, part of Food & Wine Pro. I'm your host, Kat Kinsman, senior editor at Food & Wine, currently operating from my Brooklyn apartment because... We just heard from the state of New York that uh, we will be going into a state of of semi-shutdown, TBD, what um, that actually means, um, other than the fact that all non-essential businesses are being ordered to uh, shut down to stop the spread of coronavirus. I actually have been isolating at home for about a little over a week now, and uh, yeah, it's... um, it's scary. It is uh, strange. I am trying to find moments of sunshine and light and human connection more than ever before. I'm I'm a Gen X person who does not like the phone, and I have suddenly found myself really um, not being mad about uh, having conference calls that involve video or doing FaceTime with friends or... You know, all of just seeing other people, other humans um, has become a really, really important thing to me. I'm lucky enough to uh, be holed up with with my husband and our our dogs, which is a really great thing. But I want to send extra love to those of you who are um, truly isolated uh, by yourselves and uh, without being able to have you know that that direct human contact. My heart goes out to you, and I just want to encourage you as much as possible. It's easy to go down a hole. Um, I'm a person who, you know, I've been really public about the fact that I deal with depression and anxiety and and some other mental health issues. And when I'm not feeling great, it's really easy for me to kind of cut off contact with other people. And that is the last thing any of us should be doing right now. Um, Reach out to your friends, reach out to people you're, you're, who maybe you haven't heard from. Um, Let them know that you're there. Nobody is really okay right now. So we can be done with the extra burden of having to pretend that any that we're all okay because everybody is going through this. Um, I was lucky enough to have a call with my therapist yesterday, and she uh, gave me a few really good coping strategies um, that I put up online, and I'll share the link uh, to that in the notes for this. But one thing that she really that really really stuck with me. Uh, she said, if you are in a position where you, all of a sudden you're finding yourself crying um, randomly or suddenly very panicky or upset, what you're probably doing is grieving. Um, we are in an unprecedented situation. Nobody on earth has had to deal in this particular way before. And we don't know what this is going to look like in the future. Sometimes it's hard to think more than a couple moments ahead um people in the culinary community right now are scrambling for um you know at every single moment to figure out what is going on and how to save the industry that they love so there is a future um but it's it's hard right now um and she said that if you're finding yourself in those really emotional moments like yes of course you are you are sad for what is happening you're sad at your loss of connection and maybe your income and your your safety. But what you're doing, if, if it helps to process it as, as, as grief, <clears throat> that can help you during this time because what you're telling yourself is we are saying goodbye to parts of our 
lives that may temporarily be gone, but also may change forever. And it is okay to feel whatever you need to feel during that time. Cry it out. Um, and and it's okay. Anybody in the world would understand if you needed to call them and cry right now. Um, it's okay. It might open the door for them to be able to do so as well. But if you find yourself in that moment, let have it. Process that emotion. Process the fact that, um, you know, it, we're living in a time of un- uncertainty and you're allowed to grieve um, for, for what you are missing right now and what we might all be missing in the future. Um, so uh, I had the opportunity to sit down today with um, Ming Tsai. Um, imagine you all know who he is, but a, a chef, a restaurateur in, in Boston who is um, being very active in the uh, movement to save independent restaurants at this time. Um, he's somebody who I uh, have come to know over the past few years and just really, truly adore him as a human, as an advocate. Um, he's somebody who has had to deal with the healthcare system, as he discussed in a previous podcast, um, that his wife has been through cancer treatment, and they really had to revamp the whole way that they live um, And so he came to really embrace an entire lifestyle change um, that is, you know, the whole family participates in. And he does a lot of uh, cooking to bolster the immune system. Um, We talked through some of the frustration of that, you know, I'm having right now, I'm getting a million pitches about, hey, this immunity smoothing will save you. It won't. But um, we can all try to be as healthy as possible right now. He's going to be offering... um, classes on Instagram, which I think is really beautiful. And he and I sat down for a conversation about how people are rallying together right now, what he is is doing with his team, um, because he had to scale down from a team of 20 some people to, to three to offer, um, you know, takeout and, and curbside and his fears for those people, um, who work with him. We, we discussed, uh, what restaurant workers are going through right now, um, in terms of financial, uh, terror and, um, healthcare resources and the special, um, circumstances faced by the undocumented workers who are at the beating heart of our healthcare system. And then we talked about what we can do right now to protect all of these people. Here's Ming Tsai. Ming, my friend, how are you holding up? <laughs> hey, Kat. You know, as, as good as could be expected, I, I am blessed that I'm with my family. That's, that's, you know, I know that's not even commonplace for a lot of people, but we're safe. And uh, But, oh my God, this world is... It's a different world than last time we chatted, Kat. Oh, my, my God. But I feel like, well, you're a person who, you know, is the last time we talked, we were we were talking about, you know, all the supplements you're taking and all that because you are so yeah. acutely attuned to health and, you know, sort of all the risks that the world have, uh, you know, poses. And uh, you, you had quite an impressive uh, kit you're walking around with. Oh yeah, my, my kit, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we have we have been cooking up a lot of mushrooms there. We've got a truckload of my dogs and she at the huckies and eating 
eating for your immune system, right? Because I think uh, oh my god, I think that and, and again, I'm not a doctor, but there's there is good evidence that vitamin C is is actually very good. Yeah, to but fight all to fight all things, colds and flus, but right. particularly maybe corona. Again, don't. <sighs> I'm not a doctor, but that's what I've read. So vitamin C as well. Yeah, I mean the frustrating thing is that there isn't an answer right now, and I no. and, and I keep getting all these these pitches from people who I'm sure mean very well and stuff, but they are like, you know, make this smoothie and protect your yourself and i'm like well i don't think that's it's not not gonna save the restaurant industry right now oh no oh. I, don't, I don't know if anything's gonna save the restaurant industry. oh my god we can't get we don't have lobbyists right we don't have you know like the travel industry the car industry the hotel industry right they have huge lobbyists in dc uh, i i quickly skimmed the trillion dollar proposed bailout by McConnell, which of course doesn't include the restaurant industry as a whole. It includes the big boys. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, but McDonald's doesn't need a bailout. It's mom and pop. It's Jose and and, and Madame Wong and, yeah. and all of the ethnic restaurants. And I'm a mom and pop, right? I yeah. Mean, these little restaurants. And uh, and by the way, the mom and pop, believe it or not, is also the Tom Cuecos and Tyling Tyling Gushes Ken Oranges because they just haven't had 10 or 20 mom and pops they run like mom and pops and they don't have even Danny Meyer the king of all kings who I admire we all admire so much and you know he can pay he said he's paying a week's extra salary plus two days sick leave and then he he can't and I understand it he can't fund 2,000 people for six months I mean it's not possible yeah, I was talking to a friend in New Orleans who was saying, like, when, you know, when the restaurant is in regular, you know, uh, season, um, her servers make a, a, you know, a really good wage because they're, they're, they do volume, you know, they're, they're doing all that. And she said it actually makes more uh, makes them more money if they go on unemployment right now because, it, you know, because of, you know, tipped states yeah. wages. But but let's not forget about the you know, 50 million restaurant workers, right? Yeah. How many are are, are undocumented? How many? Yes. You know, pay taxes because they have a social security. Yeah. But they're not going to get any help from the government, and they also don't get unemployment. So now they're one paycheck away from zero funds coming in. Yeah. Did and you? They can't get another job. There's yeah. no other restaurant jobs. It's uh, not like you can just no. jump to another job. They, no. They don't exist. Exactly. Well, did you see uh, Winson here in New York uh, set up a fund for undocumented workers? And, you know, it's it's one of those things where this is laying bare all of the structural flaws of the restaurant industry of of a tipped wage of reliance on um, a workforce that you know, has to remain in the shadows. Um, it, it's it's just it's not been sustainable up to this point, and this is the boat was already leaking, and now it is um, oh, it's, it's sinking. Hemorrhaging. There's been a bomb, and and by the way, along the same lines, of course, this is now exposing our healthcare system. Yes. And how horrible it is, and how it's amazing you're not nationalized, and and just again, the poorest are the ones that are going to perish. Um, yeah. Because that's that's just the way it is in this country, in this world, and it's not supposed to be that. It's not, that's a broken system. Yeah. It shouldn't be. I mean, I've, you know I've done a lot with cancer work. That yeah. always happened, that the poorer you are, the higher chance you're going to die of cancer because you don't have access and you don't have... It's just on and on and on, but, but I can't. I, I'm... 
I'm equally scared for both. I'm equally scared that currently, through my friends that are high up in healthcare, tell me today every hospital bed is full yeah. today. And this pandemic hasn't really even started yet. And, and I said this earlier in another interview. I mean, I'm a math and science guy, and I see the angle of China where they were today for us, right? And where Italy was today, and where it's going to go. And we are exactly on that same trajectory. So. It doesn't take a scientist to realize well we're going to definitely hit what they hit, except we are so much larger than Italy. Yeah. Um, and we move slower. I mean, yeah. we move slower than the Italians. <laughs> and, uh, and I'm thinking my friends who live on Italian time, which is uh... yeah, exactly. <laughs> we were slower because of you know who, and that we. I don't even make this a political thing, but we didn't have a leader that took it seriously and. I just mentioned because it's the most horrific that these senators <gasps> benefited from this. Oh I my mean, God. come on. It's this re- is like the greed, the greed, the greed is just destroying and killing people. It's not just, it used to be, okay, well, they're rich, they're going to get richer, but now it's actually killing people. That, that's when you cross the line. And it, they've crossed it a long time ago, but this is, this is, you can't come back from this. They crossed it. They have to be out. It's ridiculous. Do you have any recipes for eating the rich? <laughs> I don't know, but I actually want a high flame. I can tell you that. Oh my God! Well, you know, just uh, within this past hour or so, Governor Cuomo announced the shutting of all non-essential businesses. Restaurants, it turns out, are considered essential here. Um, And I have I have spoken with. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, I've been speaking with the chefs from around the country, but I realized for some reason, something in me was driving to talk to uh, restaurateurs and chefs from areas that know collective tragedy. Like we're, um, you know, in New York, you know, we've been through 9-11 and Sandy. I realized I was talking to people in New Orleans and Houston who are used to, you know, dealing with natural and, you know, man-made disasters in Boston, um, you know, where you are, you, you, you know, dealt with a bombing and I've seen community come together you know, in New York before, but now I'm seeing it on this national level and you're, you're part of an effort. Yeah, but I tell you, because uh, it's in our DNA, right? We always want to help. The thing that is just so different this time around, unlike 9-11, and, you know, we're down I'm with Jose in the Bahamas and, you know, cooking. We can't be together. Right. Right? Oh, we God. Are, we are such a fraternity, us men and women that are chefs and restaurateurs. We we commiserate. We we sit down with a bottle of tequila, and we just cook 20 hours. Right. But we, were, but we just served 22,000 people. Yeah. And... But then we got to be together, and, and, and that's missing right now, and that's so hard for us because um, we're just – we're that close, right? We're a family, the chef's family, the restaurateurs, we're a family. And, and you know, I do encourage people, and, and Kat, you've, you've led the charge on mental illness and, and the, where, where we need to be. We have to stay social, guys. We oh, have to be Facebooking each other and at least texting and checking on each other. But with Facebook, dude, use use FaceTime, right? I mean, uh, FaceTime is what I meant. Do live video because then yeah. you're almost connected, right? You're there. You can yeah. see the real smile. You can make fun of the person's hair. The <laughs> hair still looks horrible. You know, whatever. But but you see the person. and Because it's so easy to be isolated and two weeks later, you literally you're crazy right you can't oh yeah don't allow that guys i so i can't encourage you know toast toast someone with your tequila right I mean, <laughs> do what we still do we just can't hug it 
Yeah. You can only virtually hug, but you can't stop virtually hugging because then that's a downward spiral. Well, we have to stay healthy because this, this country needs us chefs for sure. Oh my God. Well, I, you know, I had said something on the Chefs with Issues group um, yesterday. We're, God, we're getting new members, you know, just on, it's, it's a, faucet has turned into a fire hose on there but people are taking care of each other and I was asking people what is the thing that you are doing today to feel normal and somebody said well I put on my chef pants and other people chime in like yeah I put on my kitchen pants and I I kind of want to use that as a rallying thing like put on put on your kitchen pants put on your your chef pants and you know there's this video going around that is a kitchen printer and some people are putting that on for comfort which, oh, nice. I think that's pretty great. That. Yeah, somebody, a, a server posted a video yesterday of her um, going around uh, her apartment saying, like, corner, behind, <laughs> you know. <laughs> that's which I... Behind, show them all. Oh, that's hilarious. Oh, I, but, I, but that's a great metaphor because we do need to put our big point, big boy pants on too or big girl pants on too right but we we're not gonna cower we gotta do what we can and you know just economically it's so hard to sustain right we talked yeah. about that we're doing temp we're doing to go no contact to go we're delivering uh we use the delivery services caviar Uber Eats to get food out we're we're very the one thing that i do love that we can do and i don't know how long we do this for is we are we have called all of our staff we have 25 at blue dragon so look Family meal is still served, so uh, you can grab it, no contact, or Stacey, my amazing exec chef, is going to deliver it to East Boston. Just, again, no contact, put it outside the door to keep a connection, and and it, can, and it, it is, you know, it's helping definitely my salary people, I have three salary people right now, because I'm trying to keep them as employed, and yeah. it's helping them get through this this insanity, and she she's, she's Filipino, and she's lost two people in the oh, middle God. already, her grandfather, and it's just, it's so... It is so hitting home, and uh, but yeah, but we have to just we do we just got to do what you can. There there are jobs. I, I say this to the restaurant people: run to the local grocery store, guys. The grocery stores are hiring, so if you really need to make money, put a mask on, put gloves on, and go work at a grocery store. So there are still some places hiring, um, and then you know manufacturers, you know CPG consumer products goods, they're still running like bandits or go drive for McDominoes. So there are jobs out there. You got to seek them out though. And, um, it's not going to help 15 million people yeah. in a way, but you know, it's just, it's just scary. I'm, I'm most scared for the 150 million poor people in this country that just, you know, they have the $400 in their bank account. That's it. Yeah. I mean, that is, uh, you know, I'm trying to see kind of what we can all do in New York, especially as you know, we go on, on, you know, shutdown or something where they're going to limit our activity around, um, you know, seeing what, what we can do for, you know, food deliveries or sharing. And, you know, there are a lot of like mutual aid groups that have popped up on Facebook. I mean, I, 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 I am a person who is privileged and lucky enough to have a therapist. And I got on the phone with her yesterday and, you know, she's, um, in isolation, she's over 65 and she has asthma. So, but she lives in a big building. So they're doing all this mutual aid and she, you know, can put on, you know, the zoom conference or their message board or whatever, like, Hey, if anybody is at the store and sees a thermometer, I could use it. And it shows up at her, her door. Um, she gave me a few coping techniques that I thought were amazing, but like one of them in particular, um, really, really hit home with me. And she was saying, if you feel like you want to cry, you're freaking out or whatever, process it as grief, because that's what you're doing because you are mourning the passing of either temporarily or permanently of a way of life that we all know and it's okay yeah. to break down and it's healthy to do that yeah no i've i've had 
years and um, never feels good when you're doing it but you do the the weight is lifted off temporarily at least but that's still worth it yeah and, uh, you have to and yeah it's it is quite interesting though this when something as serious as this the cream does rise meaning the good people they really start shining and then the ones that that i mean i won't name this chef but a chef we're, we're trying to do something with the hospital as well here yes oh god this is, this is just do the quick math if everybody's busy that means they're putting people in the hallway kitchens were designed for a 700 room hospital this is a 500 room hospital plus support doctors and nurses that are probably doing seven days a week yeah they need to be nourished and ideally something besides just hospital food all the right. time and so we're trying to work with the four hospitals and and the chef reached out to some of his chefs and was like hey look we have an opportunity to get you back we can get you back to work they can probably pay about 20 bucks an hour and some of them actually said you know what I, I, i'd rather just sit on my butt in the couch and and make my own employment Oh. And, and, and to someone like me, and, and I'm like, what? <laughs> Supposed to help the doctors and nurses that may end up saving your life? Was what? It yeah. just, it's just—it's from a different planet for me. Well, and and I and I likened that. You look at the bozos in Clearwater, Florida, toasting coronavirus. Oh Jesus! On top of each other, just literally this most selfish act I think I've ever seen. I just—I don't want to blame an entire generation, but those young people that think they're just. Not, they're now sick, right? There's a bunch of 20-year-olds in the hospitals now. Uh, they're not impervious. No. And, uh, I mean, it's crazy. I mean, I know that you're tied to this particular community, but one of one of my best friends is a two-time cancer survivor, and until recently, yeah. she ran the oncology massage program at Mount Sinai. She's, she's incredible because she was in massage therapy school um, when she was diagnosed, and she decided to turn it into a specialty. Um, but of course, you know, they've had to shut the program down for right now because it's, you know, non-essential, and she had to unfortunately lay off the team because they were all hourly. So she's doing a different job at the hospital. She's screening people before they come into the cancer center. And right. she was saying the level of entitlement from kind of uh, rich white ladies has been really shocking. The woman was saying, you don't have, this was last week, like, you don't have a test for me, you're useless, and was screaming at her, and she was, you know. But she said, you know, if anybody has sent food or, you know, any any of that, it has been the most emotional thing. Um, my friend Eric Diesel works at a healthcare center in L.A., and he baked a cake for the for the staff, and they were crying eating it. You know, it's... Um, but I mean, we, we got to take care of those, those healthcare workers. We absolutely have to. And I've seen also for, um, options for chefs. Um, there were some people in one of the message groups, uh, one of the Facebook groups I'm in who was saying that, uh, residential living facilities, um, need skilled, uh, cooks and, you know, nurse, nursing homes. My mother is on lockdown in her nursing home right now. My dad can't go to see her because he's got cancer and diabetes. So, you know, so it's, it's all those people, but you're part also of, uh, a really important restaurant effort um can you talk about that the i'm sorry i guess i can't what i'm doing with the or with the, or the fundraiser yes please yeah so boston like all these great cities we, we always come together and uh the marathon attack which seems like decades ago <laughs> yeah um we we came together and sam adams stepped up big time and and we did boston bites back and that was an awesome event so sam adams actually had reached out to to Ken Orger, Chris Combs, and I said, look, we want to help again. Let's do Restaurant Strong. And um, and they, they chipped in a huge check to get this fundraiser going. And this is this is for all employees, restaurant employees that are full-time. It doesn't matter if you're 
uh, documented or undocumented. Just yeah. anyone that, that can prove with two pay stubs that they worked more than 30 hours at Blue Dragon or, or a combined two jobs, um, that we're going to raise money and, and going to give them $1,000. So we've raised we raised $330,000. Wow. Awesome. Oh, right? my God. Uh, which is amazing. And that should, hopefully that'll go to a million and maybe it's two million. But, but that's $1,000. And mm-hmm. so it's an awesome gift. It's a Band-Aid. Yeah, and yeah. So and so it buys them maybe another month's rent or maybe half a month and some food. And um, that's the scary part. So that, you know, and hats off to Sam Adams and Greg Hill, his foundation. But we need the government yeah. to say, okay, here's $400 billion because we actually need to do something for the restaurant industry yeah. that, to help all these people. Because the, the, the pandemic is here. It's called coronavirus. But the next pandemic is the homelessness we're yeah. going to have. If we don't do something now, because once you don't pay rent in general, you, you don't have a place to live. And, and, you know, back in the day, you shack up with your two friends, right? And there's third, a guy on the couch and you can still survive, but you can't even do that now. Yeah. You're supposed to be isolated. So it's just, it's literally the, it's, it's the worst perfect storm ever to, to have to have something that affects how you live and how you prepare and how you cook and how you feed it because because you can't see it. Yeah. And the fact that it's asymptomatic is, makes it so much worse than everything else because mm-hmm. all the other horrible ones we've had recently in this one, and that, you could see. It was obvious this guy was really sick and yeah. the person would die in two days. This this is not the case. This is the, the invisible killer. Yeah, I'm obsessively taking my temperature. <laughs> I mean, I've been at home for, for days and my husband has had to go into the office, but, um, you know, uh, we're on shutdown now. So, you know, he's coming home and he's been very careful and I make him, you know, he's been driving, not taking the subway and, you know, make him decontaminate before he touches me. <laughs> and uh, Oh, you have to. But, you have to wash yeah. your hands. I mean, it's just, I'm like, yeah, the problem is our skin for our hands are now, our chefs, we're, we're already oh, dry, but yeah. now we're five times drier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's first world problem. But oh my god! But, so now you you are gonna just you isolate. You're gonna stay in your place with your husband. Yeah, and just and do see- your work from. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and we're trying to organize. I mean, the food and wine team is they've been incredible. This this is family. And, you know, we're geographically spread out. But all the New York City people currently are trying to figure out how to do a dead drop of sourdough starter. So uh, there's yeah, it's kind of it's kind of amazing because, you know, people are are baking and all this. And a few people have have starters. So my my colleague, Margaret, um, you know, again, before we're like not allowed to, you know, really sort of go out we're still trying to figure out like what this actually means but people are she's kind of making a walking map and uh and dropping off her sourdough because that is you know I, I think there's a beautiful metaphor in the sourdough that you can share with somebody and they can grow it and they can pass yeah. it on and you know it's kind of the opposite of the other things you can and, pass on right it's now life. it's living it's yeah giving life yeah it's a living product that's a great metaphor. Yeah. So, I mean, and if you know what you're doing, it tastes good too. Yeah, really? I mean, I'm getting quite an education, you know, on, on some of, some of this uh, stuff. Cause you know, I'm trying to manage my, my ulcer right now. And so I'm trying to figure out like what okay. I can do with it. But you know what? I, I so believe in the restaurant community. Like I, yeah. I really truly do. There was a great effort this morning. It was a social media effort that was um, having people make signs and, and share videos and stuff, asking people to call, Call their authorities. I mean, call their elected officials and stuff. Right now, um, you know, people who are not emergency workers and stuff. You know, obviously, but like your your local, state, national government 
and and yell and say that if we don't do this right now, we will not have a restaurant world to, to come back to. And that is on so many levels, businesses will close and people will will be homeless and die. I mean, it's the stakes are that right now. And, uh, you know, so I, I, I was encouraging people to, um, you know, there's various hashtags, there's too small to fail, there are, you know, all, all different yeah. things. And I think, you know, a lot of people are rallying around the National Restaurant Association um, effort because they're getting quickly getting together a lobbying group um, to work with I, officials. I'm so glad you brought that. I mean, you know, we've, we've seen our buddy Cleekio on a couple yeah. of times. Yeah, what a right? good man. And, yeah, what a great man. And I think the NRA in this instance is, is the organization because they're national. And uh, we need to lobby DC. I mean, this is the, the DC needs to wake up that you have to save this industry. It will collapse, and and you just don't bounce back from that. You close a car factory, you open it up two months later, it's still a car factory, yeah. and it actually it just starts running again. That's the restaurants don't have that. We don't. We just don't turn a switch on. We gotta. <laughs> it's, it's just it's not, that's, that's not how it works. And by the way. Everyone probably in this country, not everyone, most people already have a car that can work. And you could live out a new car for months, if not years. You can't live without food yeah. for months and years. Yeah. So this, if this isn't, and, and I'm so uh, so, I'm so happy to hear that New York has deemed restaurants as has to stay open. I like think pharmacies so. And grocery stores. I, yeah, I'm not positive on that. that's the case, because yeah. I'm not sure in Italy that was the case. They shut it all restaurants Ugh. and bars, too, because that was for the gathering. So it probably makes sense if they stay open for to-go only, the no contact to-go, that that would make sense, because you know, we all know that Domino's is killing it. All the to-go, yeah. you know, drive-throughs at McDonald's and Burger King's are killing it. So, uh, but but hats off to them. It's providing a need. I mean, thank God that some people can still get food inexpensively. Um, but I I so hope that they, because CPG, of course, all these factories, they need look the only the most empty aisle besides TP <laughs> is frozen food, right? Because right? people just hoarding the frozen food. So so you know, again, so maybe some jobs there in that in that sector of the food, but. Uh, besides that, for you know, again, I have three of my twenty-eight people working for me now, so I have yeah. twenty-five that are just scared. Yeah. Uh, that's that's thing that crushed me when we announced that this. Yeah. When I announced I had to close this fear in my employees' eyes, I mean, they just they have nowhere to turn. It's not like they have a family they can just go to because they're actually already supporting their family back right. home, um, and they're off the grid. So they're just like, what do we do? And, and that's the first time I looked at them. I said, I, said, I don't know. Yeah. I'm going to do, I'll support you as much as I can. But uh, then, then that stops. And it's just that fear and unknown is just unbelievable. And, and, uh, but you know what you said in the beginning, Kat, you have to, you have to try to find a silver line and you have to meditate. You have to get outside. You uh. have to, you have to stay healthy because once you lose your health, then, then it really goes south. So yeah. staying healthy is job one because you have to. And that's a very selfish thing, but that's but no one can stay healthy but yourself. Either you're going to touch that doorknob or not, right? So stay healthy. Yeah. And I do believe in mankind. I do believe in this chef, I do too. chef and restaurant world. Uh, we, we are not quitters. Um, there's no way we're going to let It's not going to take us out. It's just taking us down, but it's not taking us out. And uh, and the fittest will survive. And then and the ones that do survive, then you got to help the other. You uh, have to. Like Domino's McDonald's better start helping the restaurant industry themselves because they're, they're doing a great service, but they're the ones breaking it in. And for all the all the rich people in D.C. The, <laughs> oh, God. I mean, 
if I got caught red-handed selling and then buying and this, at least the worst I could do is give all of that proceeds to to a cause. At least do that or, and then go to jail. Or else we're buying a person-sized Le Creuset Dutch oven. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure cooker. <laughs> yes. So I do want to ask you, what are you doing to take care of your mental health right now? So, um, like I started with this with this chat, I'm with my family, so my two boys and wife, awesome. and we're we are just cooking up a storm, right? We're just cooking and just trying not to. We watch probably an hour of TV, yeah. That's it, just to see what the delta's been, uh, and that's it. I don't do not need to listen to anyone saying any more lies. So I just like to know the numbers to stay current. And besides that, we're, we are staying outdoors as much as we can, away from everyone else, of course, but stay outdoors. You have to breathe in fresh air. Uh, and then meditate. Yeah. Um, you oh. have to take 10 or 20 minutes and try to block it all out because you'll go bonkers if you don't. And you have to have that. And, and, and for those that don't meditate, it's not sleeping. We do need to sleep. <laughs> that. You're actually completely awake. And, and, and try it. Just try for 30 seconds, whoever's listening. Try for 30 seconds. You can meditate for 30 seconds, then you can, guess what? You can do a minute. And then eventually two, and then five, and then 10, and now you're meditating. So just 30 seconds. Don't move. Just breathe. And uh, so necessary. Um, and if you are with someone, your husband, your wife, your family, hug them stronger than ever before because that's, that's all you got right there. And just, and yeah, and, and I'm not a prayer per se. I'm not, you know, I don't get on my knees per se and pray, but I am passing blue light to everyone because we have to have that positive energy. We can't, if you just go down that rabbit hole and that's all you ever think about, then you're never getting better. Yeah. The secret applies here, right? Think yeah. positive. We're going to get out of this. I'm going to have a business that's going to be successful again. Have to think that. If you're going to think I'm going to go bankrupt, then that then that's going to happen. Think positive. It's so so easy to say, so hard to do right now. Yeah. Um, but but us the, the people that can survive, we have to survive because we have so many people counting on us. So there is no. Ah, oh, I wish I tried harder. No, 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 no. We give it all. Yeah. Throw it out on the field, and this we will survive. No doubt, we're going to get through this. It's just going to be very painful. A one one last thing here, because I know this is a thing a lot of people are are turning to during this time. They're watching cooking shows. They're doing that stuff. Can people stream your show right now? Because <laughs> I, I I find so much comfort in 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 watching it and stuff. And I know a lot of places are available for streaming and stuff. Are any of your shows available? Yeah, like, yeah, no, I have tons of Simply Mings on Bing.com. Yeah. on my website, Bing.com. Yeah. And uh, so yeah, you could you will get bored of Ming side quickly. So <laughs> no. Get bored. I am, but it's funny you say that. I am going to start. It may not be every day, but I'm going to start cooking. Uh, it'll be live Instagram video and then I'll live on Instagram. Just simple immune enhancing dishes that uh, of the stuff you have in your home. Um, so I'm cooking out of the pantry, cooking my frozen spinach. I have some frozen mushrooms, things like that. So I'm going to start to, probably today. Um, and I will, I will put it out on social to, if you want to watch it live. Um, and then, of course, I'll live after that. Because, again, that's a distraction for me, right? I, I want to cook. I'm a chef. And uh, if one other person makes this recipe, then guess what? It's totally worth it. And, uh, um, and it keeps my kids busy, too, which is good. <laughs> oh, my God. Thank you so much to Ming Tsai for taking the time out of his uh, 
busy schedule of activism and taking care of his family and all of that today. And we'll include links to all of these resources that we talked about. Um, and, uh, you know, we're, we've got a lot of stories up on Food and Wine Pro. If you go to the Food and Wine website, you can find a link there to all of the stories that we have run about what to do if you are a laid off service worker, about efforts to rally, about how to um, support people in your community in need, just all of the actions that you can take to take care of yourself right now, take care of some of the most vulnerable people, and to make sure that there is a future for restaurants and the people who work in them. Um, we talked about meditation a little bit. I really have come to embrace the Calm app. And right now, if you go to their website, they are offering um, some free content uh, for people to be able to meditate and and find a little bit of respite during during this time. They're not a sponsor. They're not anything. I just they've really helped me um, develop a meditation practice that has been a, an absolute godsend during this time. Um, please sign up for the Food and Wine Pro newsletter um, because that is a way you can. Uh, get the, the the sort of the best and quickest way to get all of the information that we're sharing every week. Um, this week's is going to include um, links to all our coverage of all our podcasts and a very full-throated letter from our editor-in-chief Hunter Lewis, who has been on the phone nonstop with with chefs and activists trying to figure out how we can all band together and with one voice speak to the people, to our elected officials about what they're going to do to help the industry and help the people in the industry so we can build a more sustainable restaurant system and keep people fed, give people a place of respite and care and really take care of the people who, who um, take care of us. So it's um, pretty easy to find the sign up link um, there if you go to foodandwine.com slash fwpro. I want to also thank our incredible producer, Hallie Tarpley, who has been producing this from her apartment. Um, and it, we're all working with less than ideal circumstances, but she has been an absolute godsend. Um, and Sarah Crowder, our photo editor, who is um, helping us out with all the, the visuals for this. Um, they've been going above and beyond. And we're all operating on the fly and all trying our best. And uh, I just want to make sure that everybody listening to this um, takes a moment. You know, we, we talk about uh, that sort of air, um, oxygen mask theory where you can't help other people on a plane until you've helped yourself, that, you know, put your own, own mask on before helping others. So really do take that moment to take a few deep breaths in through your nose and out through your mouth. Um, if you can, go outside into the sunshine. Um, I'm on Twitter, at Kitten with a Whip, and every day I'm reminding people to unclench their jaw, which is a thing that I do. I pick the, the skin on, on my thumb, um, and I forget to move around and stretch. So remember to do those things. Um, give your body a break. This is going to be a marathon, not a sprint, and we all have to take care of ourselves as best we can. So here... I like to do a pinky swear. Pretend I'm from a safe distance extending my pinky out to you. Promise me. Take good care of yourself. Until the next time. <laughs>